Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Xander's Facts. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the latest edition of the Xander's Facts podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. It is Wednesday, February 7th, 2024. Thank you all so much for listening. It is a big podcast week this week because... I don't know if y'all know, but there is a somewhat of a big game happening this Sunday in the world of American football, the Super Bowl. And every year on this podcast, we always break down the Super Bowl, all the facts you need to know. And of course, you're going to find out who's going to win because I'm going to make my prediction at the end. And, you know, I don't want to brag, but I am two for three picking Super Bowls on this podcast. I've picked the last two correctly on this episode that we've done every year, so you might want to keep listening. For all the facts we have for the Super Bowl, which you're probably going to be watching anyway, so you need all these facts to impress your friends. So let's get to that in just a second. Before we do, just wanted to remind you all that if you like the Zader's Facts podcast, if you think you're going to like all the facts on this week's edition, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, rate and review the podcast, check us out on all the socials, threads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Zader's Facts, that's Zander with a Z, and most importantly, remember to tell all your friends who like to call it Spreading the Facts. Tell all your friends about the podcast, the newsletter, Xander's Weekend Facts. If you don't know, it is a recap of the week's top headlines every Sunday morning. It is free, a newsletter written by Xander, myself. To sign up, you can click the link in this episode's description. It'll take you right there. Go check that out. And also check out the Xander's Facts link tree because it has all the Xander's Facts links that you need. And remember to listen to any of our past episodes, too. All past 100 31 episodes. Last week, we talked about immigration on the podcast. Kind of a big topic in the news right now, so if you didn't listen to that, you might want to go listen back to that. And any of our past episodes, you can listen to them basically wherever you listen to your podcast. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, I'll just say. So, with that out of the way, we have made it to the end of the football season, y'all. And the big game is here. It appears the football season is nigh meaning the pigskin soon won't fly. Enough with the rhymes, which I like to do every season. It is time to talk about the Super Bowl, the National Football League's annual championship extravaganza. It is being played this season for the 58th time, and for the second time, it'll be the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs matching up in the NFL's championship game. This matchup is now the eighth Super Bowl rematch that we've ever had. It's a fact. The others are Patriots-Rams, Patriots-Eagles, Giants-Patriots. Patriots have been in a lot of Super Bowls. Cowboys-Bills, 49ers-Bengals, and Dolphins-Redskins. Those, and the Redskins, by the way, I can say that because they were the Redskins at the time. Those are the matchups that have happened twice in the Super Bowl, but there's only been one matchup that has occurred three times in three separate Super Bowls, and that is the Steelers and the Cowboys. Not any time recently. They used to be very good, both of those teams, but not so much right now. Since I'm pretty sure, though, I know what you're going to be doing on Sunday night when this game kicks off. You should probably know all the facts about the game before you start watching, whether you've been keeping up with the league all year long and you know everything there is to know about the NFL. I'm sure you'll learn something on this podcast because I got a lot of facts. Or this is the first game you're going to be watching all season. Whatever kind of football fan you are, you should probably stick around because you're about to learn some serious facts about football, about these two teams, and about the Super Bowl, too. Plus, listen, I've got a pick to make so that I can go three years in a row with a correct Super Bowl pick, not from the preseason. Now, I have, I will make a shout out because Peter Schrager, who is on Good Morning Football, if you didn't know, He has picked the Super Bowl matchup correctly like five or six times in a row. He is amazing. He is the ultimate teller of facts. But on this podcast, I have picked the Super Bowl before the game twice in a row. We're going for three years in a row because my preseason pick didn't turn out to be so well. The Cincinnati Bengals, that was a good pick at the beginning of the season, y'all. We thought Joe Burrow was going to be healthy. The Bengals looked really good. Joe Burrow got injured, so that's not all on me or him. But listen, I did pick the Bengals to play the 49ers 
in the Super Bowl. So I'm one for two. That's pretty good. So let's get to it, y'all. The only fact-filled preview you need of America's biggest sporting event, the Super Bowl. Let's take a look at the teams, the history of the game, and finally, my pick. Let's start out, though, by taking a look at the two squads. We've got the Chiefs. We've got the 49ers. As I told y'all, this matchup has happened before, and it's happened recently before, which we're going to talk about, too. But let's start by talking about the Chiefs from Kansas City. I said this last time, because the Chiefs were in the Super Bowl last year, if you didn't know. I said this last year to begin my analysis of the Chiefs, and I think it rings even truer this time around. I said, as a collection of human beings, we should all take an oath to never doubt Patrick Mahomes again. And I don't know why we would, because this year was the toughest test that Mahomes has faced in his Chiefs career. You remember at the beginning of the season, the Chiefs, they won the Super Bowl, so they hosted the opening game of the season on a Thursday night, early September. They faced the unknown Detroit Lions. We didn't know what was going to happen with the Lions, because the Lions have been bad for a long time. But at the end of last season, you started to see things click into place, and you started to see a good Lions team. And so we didn't know what was going to happen with the Detroit Lions. But what happened? The Chiefs lost in that game. The most reception yards that a Kansas City receiver had in that game was 48 for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. That should have been the alarm that set everything off for the Chiefs even though the Lions did turn out to be a pretty good team this year. But still, when you're the defending Super Bowl champions, it's not like you're rebuilding and now we're terrible. You still have Patrick Mahomes. You still have a bunch of your best players. You'd expect to win that game. So it wasn't the best start to the season. But after that, they rattled off six straight wins. But in those wins, again, they struggled to... The Jaguars, the Jets, the Vikings, they won those games, but they won them by 10 points or less. And those are all teams who failed to qualify for the postseason. And then after that, Kansas City lost five of their next eight. That is the first time that Kansas City has lost five games in an eight-game span in the Mahomes era, which goes back to 2018. And while three of those losses were to playoff teams, Philadelphia, Green Bay, and Buffalo, they also lost to divisional foes Denver and Las Vegas, both of whom either fired their coach or benched their starting quarterback before the regular season concluded. Not the greatest teams this season. And then to end the regular season, they had two wins against the Bengals and the Chargers, but both of those teams did not have their starting quarterbacks. But they did win those games to close out the regular season, and they won the AFC West again and they won 11 games. So it wasn't like the sky was falling at Kansas City. It's just we haven't seen Kansas City struggle that much in the regular season while Patrick Mahomes has been their quarterback. So at really no point during the regular season did the Chiefs look like they were actually a contender to repeat, much less get to the Super Bowl again. Against teams that made the playoffs, Kansas City went 1-4 and four during the regular season, and it felt like for much of the season... Mahomes could never find a reliable receiver outside of Travis Kelsey. And even Kelsey struggled at times this season. Kelsey had a lot of stuff going on off the field, if you know what I'm saying. But it wasn't just Kelsey. Receivers were dropping balls. They were lining up offsides, offsides on offense. The offense looked a mess at times this season. And yet, here we are on our Super Bowl preview podcast, and we're once again discussing the Kansas City Chiefs as one of the two teams who have qualified for American football's greatest event, not only for the second straight year, but also for the fourth time in five seasons the Chiefs are in this game. Only once in the last five seasons have the Chiefs not been in the Super Bowl. Only twice before have NFL teams been to Super Bowls in five years. The Patriots did that from 2014 to 2018. 2015 to 2019 is when the Super Bowl game was actually played, but it was the 2014 to 2018 seasons. And then the Bills from 1990 to 1993. You'll, of course, you'll remember the Bills did not win any of those four Super Bowls in the 90s. But Kansas City was absolutely no shoe in at the start of the postseason to make this game or even the AFC Championship. They played Miami. Miami's offense was really good this season. A lot of people were very high on Miami, but they hosted Miami in the wild card. 
that was also Miami was the only playoff team the Chiefs beat in the regular season. But it was one of the coldest games I think they've had in a long time in Kansas City when they played that game. I don't think Miami was up for that. The Chiefs won that game 26-7 to at home as the three seed in the AFC again. That's not too bad. You won your division. But then the Chiefs went on the road for the first time in the playoffs while Patrick Mahomes has been their starting quarterback, which has also just been incredible because that's six years. And they didn't just go to any ordinary NFL stadium. They went to Buffalo in the middle of January. And we talked about how the Chiefs game was cold in the wild card round. The Bills had to postpone their wild card game against the Steelers to the next day, to Monday, because there was a blizzard. They couldn't play in the blizzard, so they had to postpone it to the next day. That's Buffalo in January for you. But when these two teams played back in December, the Chiefs had lost to Josh Allen and the Bills 20-17 to at home in Kansas City, which actually kicked off the Bills' five-game winning streak to end the season, which allowed them to be the number two seed in the AFC, which means they get to host the Chiefs in the playoffs. The week before they beat Kansas City, they were 6-6. Six and six. It was not a certainty the Bills were going to make the playoffs this season. But they played their best football down the stretch. And they got they didn't just make the playoffs. They won their division. They got a better record than Kansas City. They got the two seed. And listen, Kansas City was down at halftime too. But they ended up winning 27-24 behind two Travis Kelsey touchdowns. That's two times they got to actually pan to Taylor Swift and it made sense. It was the first time... The two had played in Buffalo since 2020, the Chiefs and the Bills, which was also a Kansas City win, which brought the Chiefs to their second playoff game on the road this season, a trip to Baltimore. And it wasn't snowing, but it was cold and it was rainy and it was yucky to face the top seed in the AFC, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, who, by the way, Thursday night is the NFL Honors Show. They're going to announce all the awards, the MVP. Lamar Jackson is almost assuredly going to be named NFL MVP when that award is handed out on Thursday. Are you sure? Because he has been lighting up the league all season. He only threw for about 3,700 passing yards during the regular season, which is 15th in the NFL. But he ran for 821 yards, which is 22nd best for all players. And he's not a running back. And his five and a half yards per carry are most in the league, including running backs, which is pretty incredible. And the Ravens came in holding opponents to an average of 16 and a half points per game on defense. They had statistically the best defense in the NFL because that was the fewest in the league this season. And the Chiefs and their game, they only scored a half point more than that. They scored 17. but. They still won because the Ravens' offense was kind of all over the place. Thanks to the Kansas City defense, though, the Ravens never led in a game where Lamar Jackson actually caught one of his own passes. That was pretty cool. Tony Romo said it was one of the greatest plays he's ever seen, which, I mean, I don't know if that's true. They lost the game. Everything was covered. It really was. And he has to get around the hand. He wanted to throw. That looked a little Mahomey. But a defensive slugfest that game was that featured two of the league's most dangerous quarterbacks, but it also had two of the league's most stout defensive units. And that's why the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Because if it was only up to the offense this season, they wouldn't have gotten close to this game. But because of their defense, let's talk about the Chiefs' defense. Because it's pretty remarkable the turnaround they've had in the last few years. Remember, in 2019, the 2019 season, the 2020 Super Bowl, when Kansas City made their first Super Bowl in the Mahomes-Andy Reid era, the defense was an extreme liability where the team had to rely on the offense, putting up otherworldly numbers in order to stay in games. And it worked in that game when they played San Francisco in 2020. They won. They scored 31 points. But then the next year, they're in the Super Bowl. They're playing Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. Tampa Bay scores 31 points. And if you remember the offensive line for the Chiefs in that game... Mahomes was running all over the place, and it ended up being 31-9 to because the Chiefs could only score 9 points, and their defense was a bit rough. Now, though, 
the pressure's kind of off for the offense because they've got the league's second best defense backing them up in games now. No opponent scored 30 or more points on Kansas City this season. The only team who can say that if you include the playoffs. If we don't include the playoffs, if you just include the regular season, because that's where most statistics originate from, just the regular season, the only team who can also claim that statistic is the San Francisco 49ers, who we're going to talk about in just a second. But for the second straight season, the Chiefs ranked second in the league in total sacks. They had 57. Chris Jones and George Karloftis each had 10.5, and and Jones specifically has been a beast on the defensive end. He's garnered a team-high 13 tackles for loss, and he was actually, if you remember, the beginning of the season, Jones was holding out due to a contract dispute. So, They lost to Detroit in week one without him, and then somehow, magically, they quickly resolved that dispute. Very interesting. They somehow came up with the money. While in the secondary, you've got Legereus Snead. He was the only player who had more than one interception this season for the Chiefs. He had a total of two. The defense has been massive for the Chiefs this season in games. To the offense, though, which gets all the love when you've got a player like Patrick Mahomes, but maybe it shouldn't this season at least, but Mahomes this season finished outside the top five for all quarterbacks in total yards, touchdowns, and completion percentage. The Chiefs finished 15th in points per game, but again, we're here. Mahomes showed up when you need him the most. In his six seasons as a starter, he has been to six AFC Championship games, which is incredible. He's never played a season in the National Football League where he's the guy, he's the starter, and he hasn't made the conference title game, which is why we shouldn't doubt him. And Travis Kelsey is once again Mahomes' top target. He had over 1,200 receiving yards for the season. There are some rumors, though, I will just say, that you remember last season we had the Eagles and the Chiefs, and the Eagles have a player named Jason Kelsey, who's a center for the Eagles, who was the brother of Travis Kelsey. They were the first brothers to play each other in the Super Bowl. Jason retired after this past season, and there are rumors, possibly, that Travis is thinking about life after football as well. Now, who knows what's actually going to happen, but Travis Kelsey has been in the news for a lot more than just his on-the-field accolades recently, so you never know. But Travis Kelsey, once again, was Mahomes' top target. And he has been for several years. The records that Travis Kelsey has right now or is close to breaking are just incredible. In the Baltimore game against the Ravens, he broke Jerry Rice's NFL career record for most catches in the postseason. He has 156 postseason catches in 21 playoff games. He's also just behind Rice in all-time reception yards in the playoffs. Rice has 2,245, and also Kelsey is second to Rice in playoff touchdown catches. Rice has 22. Kelsey, as of now, has 19, so he would need a couple in the Super Bowl to actually tie Jerry Rice's record. Jerry Rice, one of, if not the, most accomplished, greatest wide receiver we have ever seen in the NFL, especially when it mattered most in the playoffs because that man won Super Bowls. But for most of the time Kelsey's been in Kansas City, he's had other top receivers, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith-Schuster, but they're gone. So rookie Rasheed Rice has been the one to step up, especially in the last few games. He's the only other receiver who has over a 1,000 yards, including the playoffs, and is the only receiver besides Kelsey to have scored in the three playoff games that Kansas City's played. Isaiah Pacheco is the running back again after he took over midway through last season. He scored three touchdowns in the playoffs. He's rushed for over 1,000 yards this season. And then finally, you've got the head coach of the Chiefs, Andy Reid, who's entering his fifth Super Bowl as a head coach of the NFL. Right now, he's two for two. Two wins, two losses. Obviously, he's hoping he has a winning record in the Super Bowl and not a losing record. But before he was the Chiefs coach, he was, of course the head coach for the Eagles in Philadelphia for 11 years. And if you didn't know, he is the only head coach in NFL history to have won 100 games and made four consecutive conference championship games with two different 
teams. How about that? The Chiefs, as a franchise, are looking to win their fourth Super Bowl. They obviously won the one last year and then the one in 2019. They also won one in 1969. They're looking to win their second straight. They would be the first team since the Patriots in 2003 and 2004 to win two straight Super Bowls. And their seventh overall championship. They won three AFL championships back in the 1960s before the NFL and the AFL merged, before there was even a Super Bowl. But they're looking to win their fourth Super Bowl in franchise history. This is true. That's the Chiefs. To the other side now, the NFC the number one team in the NFC this season, the San Francisco 49ers, who went 12-5, and five, really on the opposite end of the spectrum this season. Because it seemed like the mantra for the 49ers, this, at least most of the season, has been Super Bowl or bust. To open the season, San Francisco won their first five games. They scored at least 30 points in all five. You know, after falling short of the Super Bowl... Last season, the 49ers made the NFC Championship game. They lost to the Eagles. They fell just short, a game away. So after that last season, they started off super hot. But then they lost three straight, all to teams who failed to make the playoffs in Cleveland, Minnesota, and Cincinnati. But that doesn't mean the train came off the tracks. That's what happens in the NFL. Because San Francisco then won their next six games, including a 23-point beatdown of the Eagles in a rematch of that conference championship game last season. They did ultimately lose to Baltimore on Christmas night and the Rams in two of their final three games of the season. But by this point, they had already locked up the top seed in the NFC. They were good to go. It is the, by the way, the second straight season that the number one seed is representing the NFC in the Super Bowl because last season, the Eagles were the number one team as well. And getting the number one seed also means that you get to rest during the wild card round. So you don't get to play in the first round of the playoffs, which some people may say, oh, they could get rusty. You never know what could happen. But I think for most, and if you ask football players, I think they'd welcome that as another bye week, which when that happens during the season, they kind of like that. So fast forward to the divisional round where we see the 49ers in this year's postseason for the first time coming into the game. They're playing the Green Bay Packers, the seventh seed who had just demolished the Dallas Cowboys on the road in the wild card. The Cowboys were the number two seed, but the Packers came into that game on a four game winning streak, but it felt like they were a team getting hot at the right time. And even in Santa Clara, which is where the 49ers play south of San Francisco, the Packers took a 21-14 lead at the end of the third quarter. And Brock Purdy, their quarterback of the 49ers, was not looking all right. But then they had a field goal early in the fourth. Later, that led to a five-minute game-winning drive and a Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdown with a minute to go, his second of the game. That gave San Francisco the comeback victory. So now we go back to the NFC Championship game, the first that San Francisco is hosting since 2019, when, you may remember, is the last time they were in the Super Bowl. So that was, they were feeling pretty good. But it was also their fourth NFC title game in five years. So they've played in other games as well. So the 49ers actually, by far, have had the most home NFC championship games with 11 all time. Philadelphia comes next and they only have six. So it's going to take a while for somebody to get up to San Francisco's 11 number. And San Francisco is not looking like they're going to be a bad team anytime soon either. But they also have 19 appearances total in the NFC Championship game. That is five more than the second place Dallas Cowboys, who have not been to one in a very long time. But to 2023, or I guess it's 2024 now, this season, San Francisco is hosting the Detroit Lions. So maybe, again, like I said, Kansas City's opening game loss wasn't so bad because under head coach Dan Campbell, the Lions have only been getting better. In the three years he's been there, they had three wins in 2021, nine wins 2022, and this year they had 12. And for the first time in 30 years, the Lions clinched a division title. That was back when it wasn't even the NFC North. It was called the NFC Central, and it had five teams. They had never won the current NFC North. Seriously? So when they met the 49ers... That didn't mean it was going to be easy for San Francisco because for a long time, you've looked at Detroit on the schedule and been like, oh, that's going to be an easy win. Not this year, though. 
And the 49ers found that out because once again, they started off slow. They gave up two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, and at the half, they trailed 24-7. to Once again, the 49ers found some of their second-half magic. They scored 17 points in the third quarter alone to tie it up, and then they put it away in the fourth quarter, albeit that was kind of thanks to some questionable decision-making from Detroit's head coach. Detroit definitely had a chance to win the game. Maybe they were a little too aggressive, and it didn't pay off. But yet again, the Brock Purdy-led offense showed up when it mattered most with a second-half comeback victory. And listen, y'all, they have been regarded as by many as the best offense in the NFL. And now the 49ers are back at the Super Bowl for the second time in four years. Let's talk about this offense, though, led by Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. I'm not trying to be mean. That's actually like his name, because if you don't know the story, Purdy was the last pick in the 2022 NFL draft out of Iowa State. And the last pick in every draft is known as Mr. Irrelevant. But Purdy has, as y'all might know, anything but irrelevant. He's been very relevant because head coach Kyle Shanahan apparently told the 49ers front office before Purdy had even played a game with the 49ers that he believed Purdy was the best quarterback they had on the roster. When he was the third string, two quarterbacks were ahead of him. Purdy got his chance to play last season after first string quarterback Trey Lance went down with an injury in the second game of the season. And then his backup, Jimmy Garoppolo, who started the Super Bowl, the last Super Bowl that San Francisco played in, he got injured in week 13. And what happened? After Jimmy Garoppolo got injured and Brock Purdy comes in, the last pick of the draft, the 49ers couldn't lose. They won their last six regular season games, and then they came up with victories in the playoffs until, of course, they met the Eagles in the NFC title game. But I will say in that game, Brock Purdy ended up tearing his ulnar collateral ligament, is what I've been told it is, in his right elbow. So the 49ers, they really had no chance. But nine games into Purdy's tenure, as starting quarterback, the 49ers finally lost. They hadn't lost in the first eight games. Purdy actually started his regular season career 11-0 after starting this season with those five straight wins. And while he does have one of the best supporting casts around him in the league, that's pretty undebatable, it has been debated a lot about how much Purdy's actually contributing to the team. But if you look at the statistics... He's holding up pretty well on his own. He's got 4,280 passing yards he had in the regular season. That is the most ever by a 49ers quarterback. While he led the league this season in yards per attempt, 9.6, yards per pass completion, 13.9, and had a 113 passer rating, which was the best in the NFL. He also ranked top five in passing yards. 4,280, and he had 31 touchdowns, which was top five in the league. These are facts. So you'd probably guess differently if you didn't know the statistics, but statistically, Purdy has actually been far better than Patrick Mahomes this season. In 26 career starts, Purdy's record is 21-5, and which is pretty outstanding. And at just 24 years old, he'd be the second youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl ahead of Mahomes when he won his first in 2019 and a little older than Ben Roethlisberger, who won Super Bowl 40 when he was about to turn 24 years old, but he was still 23. But we must acknowledge, as I said, the beast of a team that surrounds Purdy. They've got running back Christian McCaffrey, who was acquired in a trade with the Panthers last season, but he led the league in rushing yards this season. And it wasn't particularly close also because he, McCaffrey had 1,459 rushing yards. That's almost 300 more than second place Derrick Henry. His 14 regular season rushing touchdowns rank fourth in the league. His 21 total touchdowns are tied for first with Raheem Mostert. And his 5.4 yards per rush are second most in the league, just behind Lamar Jackson. So most of the running backs. And McCaffrey, in just two playoff games, also has already scored four times. He was probably, inarguably, the best running back in the NFL this season. But on the receiving end, and McCaffrey caught a lot of receptions too, he had the fourth most receiving yards on the team, but Purdy's top target 
has been Brandon Ayuk, who is one of two receivers to have over 1,000 yards this season with the team. Ayuk's 1,342 regular season receiving yards are seventh most in the league, while his 17.9 yards per reception are second most behind Pittsburgh's George Pickens. It's not like Brock Purdy is just throwing these little short balls. He's slinging it. He has the most yards per completion in the NFL this season. But besides Ayuk, you've also got George Kittle, who's a tight end, who is the other 49ers receiver who has over 1,000 yards. He's the only tight end in the league this season to have accomplished that feat. And if we're counting the playoffs, then San Francisco has three 1,000-yard receivers with Debo Samuel being the third. And we talked about the Chiefs' defense being elite this season. But the 49ers deserve to be in that discussion too. Just below Kansas City, as the third best defense in the league, the 49ers have the second best rush defense. They have forced offenses to turn the ball over on 15.5% of their possessions this season, which is also second best in the league behind Buffalo. That stout defensive front is led by Nick Bosa, who leads the team with 10.5 sacks and 16 tackles for loss. You've also got Javon Hargrove, who had seven sacks, while linebackers Fred Warner and Tree Greenlaw, they each made at least 120 tackles this season. Warner also had four picks, but Charvarius Ward led the team with five interceptions in the regular season. And the 49ers are coached by Kyle Shanahan, who, when he got hired in 2017, he got hired alongside the general manager, John Lynch. They were kind of a pairing, and it's proven to be pretty successful. This season has likely been Shanahan's best job yet, though. The 49ers were favored in every game they've played, including the Super Bowl. First time that's happened since the Patriots in 2017. Of course, if you remember, though, the Patriots did not win that Super Bowl. They lost to the Eagles. But under Shanahan, the 49ers have won the NFC West three times in seven seasons. They've been to four NFC Championship games, and now they have won two of them. But unlike the head coach on the other sideline, Shanahan has yet to win a Super Bowl as not just the head coach, but as a coach. Out of all the teams he's been a member of the staff of in the NFL, he has not experienced the ultimate thrill of victory just yet, only the agony of defeat. But the 49ers as an organization have felt a lot of thrills of victory. They have won five Super Bowls previously in all from the 80s and 90s, 1981, 1984, 1988, 1989, 1994. Quarterbacks, of course, during that time were Joe Montana, Steve Young. So it kind of makes sense. They're looking to win their sixth Super Bowl, but they're first in the century. It's the third time, though, that the 49ers are in the Super Bowl in the century since they last won. They were also in the Super Bowl in 2012, and as I mentioned earlier, in 2019, or the 2020 Super Bowl. The 2019 season, it gets confusing how they number all that. But those are the two teams, the Chiefs and the 49ers, who are playing. So before I get to my pick, just some notable facts that I think you all need to know so you can impress all your friends with regarding football and everything else while you're watching the game. Get ready! Before we get to my big prediction. So as you might know, the Super Bowl is being hosted in Las Vegas for the first time at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders. Just a few years ago, though, the NFL had a totally different opinion regarding Las Vegas, Sin City, and sports betting. But now, times have definitely changed. There's 38 states in D.C. that have legalized sports betting. If you watch an NFL game, you see something sponsored by FanDuel or DraftKings. You see their ads everywhere. Once the NFL saw the dollar signs, there was no going back, y'all. The league put a Pro Bowl in Las Vegas, a draft in Las Vegas the 2022 draft, by the way, which was the one where Purdy was drafted last. And now the Raiders are in the desert. That's where they play instead of Oakland. But this is the crown jewel. The biggest annual event in American sports is now in Las Vegas, which at some point, even just a few years ago, felt unfathomable, like it was never going to happen. But here we are, 2024, and the Super Bowl is in Las Vegas. And as I said, Las Vegas now has a team, the Raiders. Even though the Raiders have made the move from Oakland to Las Vegas, which actually Oakland's baseball team is now looking to do. That's a whole kerfuffle that's going on. That's meant for another podcast. That doesn't mean they've been successful in Las Vegas. There's only been one playoff game that has been played in Allegiant Stadium that has featured a team 
from the AFC West, and it was not the Raiders. It is actually that one playoff game is this game, the Super Bowl, with the Chiefs. The Chiefs, who are division rivals with the Raiders, are playing in a playoff game before the Raiders ever get to play in a playoff game in their home stadium. Oh my gosh. Whoops. Both the 49ers and the Chiefs, though, however, as I said earlier, were no locks to make this game in the preseason, especially with the staff turnover that both teams experienced. The Kansas City, they lost their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, who's, by the way, he's out of a job now because after just one year in Washington, he's out because that organization is doing whatever they're doing. And the 49ers... This past year, they lost defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans. He's the head coach of the Houston Texans. Did pretty well as the head coach of the Texans, I'd say. They made the playoffs. And the year before that, they lost Mike McDaniel, their run game coordinator, who was the head coach of the Dolphins, a team that Kansas City is now very familiar with. He, of course, left the 49ers, and he's done a pretty good job because the Dolphins, of course, have made the playoffs this past season. There had also been this other theory that was going around online that the Super Bowl logo, the logo of the Super Bowl, was actually telling the story of who was going to be in the game. Because you haven't heard of this, since the NFL redesigned the logo format about three years ago, because it was kind of bland, blah, now it has more color. And since they've changed it to add more color to the Super Bowl logo, there have been two main colors that are featured in the big Roman numerals on the logos of the last three logos. So last year, the colors were green and red, which are the main colors of the Eagles and the Chiefs. So maybe the Super Bowl logo predicted the game. Two years ago, the colors were yellow and orange. Yellow is one of the main colors of the Rams, and orange is, of course, the main color for the Bengals. So two years in a row... That it happened. So this year, the logo was purple and red, which led many to think that a Super Bowl between the Ravens and the 49ers, the two number one seeds, was inevitable. But of course, you know, the Chiefs ruined that party. So that stopped. That did not happen. But apparently, I have been told that Taylor Swift's latest album featured purple on the cover. So... Maybe we should have known all along that the league was actually putting that purple, not for the Ravens, not for the Chiefs, but for Taylor Swift, who is a member of the Chiefs organization now, as we all know. Now, let me just, can I just say something real quick? Let me just preface this by saying a lot of people are very angry about Taylor Swift and the attention she's getting during NFL football games and from the game. A lot of football fans are saying, why is she getting all the attention? Blah, it's ruining football. No, it's not. Shut up, you idiot. It is actually bringing more people to the NFL. The conference championship games, the AFC conference championship game, week and a half ago on CBS, the Ravens and the Chiefs, was the most watched AFC championship game in the history of AFC championship games. There are more people who are watching and following football because of Taylor Swift. It's not ruining football all it's ruining is your little tiny ego and your alleged manhood because oh my gosh how could this female singer take over the super bowl coverage it's terrible no it's not you're just a loser go back to your trump rally but even though let's move on judge xander we talked about brock purdy trying to become the second youngest quarterback to win a super bowl But we also have records on the other side with Patrick Mahomes. He's looking to add his name to more spots of the history book. Like he already has. He is the first quarterback to start in four Super Bowls before turning 30 years old in NFL history. His 14 playoff wins in the last six years are the most in any six-year span in NFL history. But Mahomes already has two Super Bowl MVPs. If he wins one on Sunday... He'll be tied with Joe Montana for second most at three behind only Tom Brady, who has five Super Bowl MVP awards. The only other quarterbacks with more than one Super Bowl MVP are Terry Bradshaw, Eli Manning, and Bart Starr. If y'all don't remember Bart Starr, he played in the 1960s and won the first two Super Bowls with the Green Bay Packers. There are also only two teams 
at the moment who have won a total of six Super Bowls in their franchise history. Those teams being the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers, two AFC teams. But if the 49ers win, they'll join those two teams at the top. They'll be the only NFC team who has six Super Bowl wins. But even if they don't win, the 49ers, they are the first team to have five different starting quarterbacks start a Super Bowl. Brock Purdy joins Jimmy Garoppolo, Colin Kaepernick, Steve Young, and Joe Montana. That's a pretty big names in that category, I'd say. And in this game, the Chiefs are the designated home team. It switches every year between the AFC and the NFC. This year, the AFC is the designated home team. So the Chiefs chose to wear their home red jerseys in this game, which they wore in 2020 against the 49ers, and they won the game. So I'm just saying. However, in the last 19 Super Bowls, the team that wears white has won 16 of them, including the Chiefs last year. They wore white, and they won the game. And also, regarding the coin toss of the game, I think I brought out this statistic last year, but before last year's Super Bowl, the team that won the coin toss at the beginning of the game lost the game eight years in a row. Now, that ended last year because the Chiefs won the coin toss, they won the game. But I'm just saying, history, recent history shows that the team who doesn't win the coin toss wins the game. Of course, that did not happen last year, so that's no guarantee, but I'm just telling you all the facts. And speaking of this rematch between the Chiefs and the 49ers, they played a Super Bowl a couple years ago. Chiefs won that game. This game is also going to feature the same referee who presided over that version of this game. Bill Vinovich will be the first referee to regulate the same Super Bowl matchup multiple times. He also refereed the Chiefs and the 49ers game back in the day. And he's also refereed Super Bowl 49 when that took place between the Patriots and the Seahawks. Patriots won that game. Just don't tell the Seahawks fans that because that is very painful for them to remember. And just in case you are worried, don't be, y'all. Because Taylor Swift, even though she's performing in Tokyo, Japan the night before the game... Some incredibly diligent Instagram users have found that because Japan is almost 12 hours ahead or whatnot of the U.S., she'll be able to make it with time to spare to the game. Thank God. Oh my gosh. Taylor Swift is going to be there, y'all. So Apple Music Super Bowl halftime show performer, Usher, he's performing at the halftime show, probably isn't even going to be the musical artist who's in the spotlight the most on Sunday, which we've probably never said before about the halftime performer, because a lot of times in recent years, the halftime show has actually gotten a higher audience than the game itself. So take all those facts in as you will. Too many facts. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to make a fact-filled prediction. It is the moment you have all been waiting for. Time to figure out who's going to win this game. Just in case you're like, Xander, you have no clue. What's going on? Shut up. I do, actually, because just for some context, if you've been following Xander's Facts on Instagram, you have known that I have picked every single NFL game this season straight up, and I have a record of 187 wins, 99 losses, and I'm really hoping I don't get that 100th loss at the end of the season. That's a winning percentage of 65%, so more likely than not, I will be right. Just saying. And last season, at this time, or actually last season, including the Super Bowl, I had a record of 171 and 113. So I'm doing even better this year. About like five, my winning percentage is like 5% higher. So listen, I'm, I'm kind of on a roll this season. But of course, all that is in the past as well. We're just talking about this one upcoming game that's happening this Sunday. Both of these teams, they've faced significant adversity throughout the season. But also, both of these teams, these elite offenses, these incredible defenses, have proven that they stand above the rest. The storylines on both sides are phenomenal. For the Chiefs, you've got this Mahomes-Reed duo who can solidify themselves as one of the most dominant in the history of professional football. If Andy Reed wins this game, he can become the seventh head coach to win back-to-back Super Bowls and just the fifth to have won at least three 
joining Bill Belichick, Chuck Knoll, Bill Walsh, and Joe Gibbs. That's royalty in the NFL coaching circles. The redemption of the defense under defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo from one of the worst to one of the best in the league is something else to enjoy alongside Patrick Mahomes continuing to put himself in the conversation for one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And then you probably can't talk about the Chiefs without talking about Taylor Swift as well. I was actually planning on like inserting random Taylor Swift puns into the entirety of this podcast. I didn't want to do that. I shook off all those thoughts. I was like, y'all are going to be hearing enough about her at the game. We don't need that on this podcast, too. We're sticking to football on this podcast. But for the 49ers, their storylines. Brock Purdy is looking to become the lowest-drafted quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. And a stout performance by him can help quiet the naysayers who have been doubting Purdy's ability to be a star quarterback in the league. Several of the players who were on this team back when they went to the Super Bowl in 2020, they're looking for revenge, not just to win the Super Bowl, but to win it against the team that beat them last time. And Kyle Shanahan has been regarded as one of the league's best minds. But can he find the ultimate prize in this game, which is a Lombardi trophy, which is given to the winner of the Super Bowl? Everything that every player, coach, support staff member, front office executive, and everyone else associated with these organizations has done has been to get to this moment. And we are finally here, y'all. But before my pick, just so you all know, because a lot of people are going to be interested in what Vegas has to say about this, the 49ers are currently favored by anywhere from about 1.5 to 2.5 points per game, meaning the Chiefs are just the third team to be the reigning Super Bowl champion and come into this next year's game as an underdog. But does that actually predict anything? Because last year, Vegas had the Eagles favored, but the Chiefs won. In fact, the last three underdogs have actually ended up winning outright. The last time a favorite won this game was in 2020. The Chiefs beat the 49ers. The Chiefs were favored in that game. But in the 14 Super Bowls since 2010, nine underdogs have gone on to win. And ESPN's Football Power Index gives the 49ers a 59.4% chance to win. So while the 49ers appear to be the favorite... It's not like they're a huge favorite. It's definitely not definitive. And I can understand why they are the favorite. The 49ers probably have the most talent overall. They were the best regular season team in the league this season. But here's the thing. They haven't looked like that in the playoffs. They've had to mount two game-winning drives this season, which are good. They won the game. But those game-winning drives, they had two of them this season. They all came in the postseason. So, ladies and gentlemen, my pick, Xander's pick, to win Super Bowl LVIII, which is 58 in Roman numerals. My pick to win the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs. Xander's facts. Why are the Kansas City Chiefs going to win the Super Bowl? Because according to Jay Kuda on Twitter, in the last 30 years, every time the Super Bowl has been played in a location between the two teams, meaning one team has to travel east and the other team has to travel west to the Super Bowl. The team that has traveled west has won all seven times. But also, besides that, Patrick Mahomes has proven you should not doubt him. And the Chiefs have been playing their best football of the season right now in the playoffs. And Kansas City's defense is the best we have seen from them since 1995. They're going to give the 49ers some trouble. Plus, I found on Instagram that when Allegiant Stadium was being constructed back in 2017, a Chiefs fan actually buried a Chiefs flag under the stadium. So y'all, it was literally meant to be. The Chiefs have good mojo. Kansas City wins this game 24 to 17, which is, by the way, lower than the 47.5 points that some people would like to probably know about. Just so you know. So there you have it, y'all. Kansas City is going to win their second straight Super Bowl. First time since the Patriots in 03 and 04 that that has happened. That is a fact. Xander's facts. Now, if, just in case you're wondering, just in case you didn't know, this year's big game, Super Bowl 58, kicks off this Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. That's where you can watch the game. 
also streaming on Paramount Plus with a special alternate version of the game airing on, for the first time on Nickelodeon. I'm probably not going to watch that, but some people might want to. Pre-game coverage, if you're interested, starts at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time with NFL Slime Time, followed by Road to the Super Bowl at noon, and a documentary looking back at the history of CBS's pregame show, The NFL Today, at 1 o'clock, with the actual NFL Today pregame show starting at 2 p.m. Eastern. Sunday is going to be a big day, y'all. It's the crowning moment of the season that started way back with training camps in the summer of the National Football League. I'm excited, of course. Didn't mean to spoil it for y'all, though, but yes, Kansas City is going to win. That is a fact. Cool facts, bro. So there you have it, y'all. Those are all the Super Bowl facts that I have on our annual Super Bowl preview podcast. Chiefs are going to win. Thank you all so much for listening. Remember that if you liked all the facts we had on this week's edition of the podcast, remember to follow this podcast, download this episode, rate and review the podcast, check us out on all the socials. We're on threads, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, at Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, remember to tell all your friends, spread the facts, tell all your friends about this podcast, about the newsletter, Xander's Weekend Facts. You should also go check out Xander's Facts on YouTube if you haven't, because all our new episodes, including this one, get posted to YouTube with a nice background you can watch and just chill and vibe and listen to Xander's Facts. It's pretty cool. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel and also check out the Xander's Facts link tree linked in this episode subscription because it has all the Xander's Facts links that you need. So there you have it, y'all. Episode 132, our Super Bowl preview podcast. This is one of my favorite podcasts we get to do every year because I'm sad that football's going away, but also it's like the biggest game of the year. And it's not just football fans watching, it's everybody. Like everybody watches this game, even if you're a football fan or not, just because of the football and the halftime show and the camaraderie and the commercials and all that stuff. It's like this big American event that no one else understands outside of America. And I happen to think it's pretty cool. So that's episode 132 of the podcast. We are sticking with sports next week, though, on episode 133. Because if you didn't know, well, actually, you do now because football season's over. But basketball season, when football season ends, we like to turn our attention to basketball. So that's what we're doing next week. So we are bringing on one of our favorite guests who always comes on the podcast. He's my favorite because he always comes on when I ask him. Our Xander's Facts senior NBA analyst Till Billy is coming back on the podcast next week to talk about the NBA at a good time because that's going to be next weekend is the all-star break so it's unofficially the halfway point of the NBA season we're like far past the halfway point officially but it's a kind of a, like a nice little break to talk about because everybody's now transitioning if you were stuck on football now you're interested in basketball we're going to give you all the storylines everything you need to know about basketball as we wind up for that postseason, which starts in a little over two months. So that'll be exciting to talk about. And then, of course, in the next few weeks, we'll talk about college basketball as well, because March Madness is coming up. And I know a lot of people are now going to get invested in college basketball with football gone. So we're going to talk about the NBA next week, all those facts. We're going to have a lot more basketball facts coming up in the next few weeks on the Xander's Facts podcast. But that is it, y'all. That is a wrap on episode 132 of the Xander's Facts podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see y'all with episode 133 next week. No religion, no anything. Hurt the Bible, hurt God. He's against God, he's against guns.